Welcome to the Talk and Chatter Experience, powered by Gasoline Alley, Harley Davidson. Today's guest is proud family man and someone I can't really give a title to you. Someone that lives their life to the fullest and has done so many things. Welcome, Matt Mingo. Thanks, mate. Glad to be here. Hey, thank you so much for coming up. Um, shout out to Emma McFerrin to reaching out to you yeah. as well. That was huge. So, yeah, who's Matt Mingo? Wow, big question, big question. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Matt Mingo, is, uh, I started off as a sunrider. Um, I've been doing it for 24 years now. And um, I was a, I was a bike mechanic and uh, I got the, got, the, got the call to do sun riding. Yeah. And a uh, very hard slog to start off with because there was no one else in Australia doing what I did at all. And uh, I was when back when VHS was around, no DVDs, and there was no there was no uh, um, lessons learned on how to summarize. So it was very much trial and error. Yeah. Usually way too much error. <laughs> <laughs> but I um, mean, yeah, certainly learned learn the hard way. So you you started on a KR1. Kawasaki, basically. Yeah, that, good right? memory. <laughs> Pretty cool machine. Yeah, well, I started with a KR1 SC250 and a little CB100. Wow. Uh, CB100, I got my uh, my learn's permit when I was 16 and a half. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I could wheel send it. Uh, when I was 17, I whistled it down the highway for nine kilometres. Seriously? And at the same time, I got done by the cops. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> is at 17? Yeah, 17. Wow. Mate, that's a... Um that's probably a mission on one of those. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, that's what I knew, knew how to do wheel sets on. Yeah. Just was sort of miles, miles. You just go around, around roundabouts and corners and everything. Wow. Were you, were you a terror like on BMX and that stuff as well? Oh, absolutely, mate. I was born and bred on doing yeah. on one wheel. And well, all through my teenage years and high school years, I was riding on BMX everywhere on one wheel. Wow. Mate, I, I, um, I was speaking to one of my good friends on Friday night. Um, we, we did our apprenticeships and everything around this area. And we're in Springwood. Do you remember the days of um, mucking around here, probably the late 90s, early 2000s? I certainly do, mate. Uh, Japan, are the coppers listening? Probably not. <laughs> I, I, I doubt <laughs> it. But uh, it's, it's so far gone, it's probably not an yeah, issue. I know, but I know, I this know. place was, um, Slash Creek was quite a place back in the late 90s, early yep. 2000s, eh? Yeah, mate, absolutely. I used to torment the place beyond belief and you just get chased and muck around and be silly buggers on one one wheel and front wheel, back wheel, you name it, I did it. Mate, I remember working in workshops and just seeing you guys, as yours, yourself and Robbie, and um, <laughs> yeah, some pretty good times, I must say. So. Oh, Bolger, mate, he's a, he's a, he's a cracker. I still sure got friends with him. Yep. And um, yeah, he uh, led, led, led me to destruction and um, to, to fame, I could say. He's a good guy. What what was that recipe back then for you guys? Like you seem to just have, like just something a chemistry, I guess too, hey? Yeah, I guess you could say that. I, I he um he took me under his wing when I was a bike mechanic, right? And uh, I entered a, a stunt competition on my K one activity, yeah. And I beat him in a wheelchair comp. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah. And uh, that from that moment, he asked me if I'd like to do snowboarding. So I uh, I took him up on his offer and got um. What's the word for it? Shafted, mate. <laughs> um, but uh, I did, like I said, I did real tough for a good few years, doing a few shows here and there. And I think about the fourth year mark, I got the job to do um, Mission, Mission Impossible 2. Yeah. And kind of broke away from Robbie a fair bit. I still friend, good friends with him. We, we joined as a as a Donald King Sun team after that. Mm. And uh, that's when we got um, car sponsorship by Holden. And uh, started doing drifting, and I was far out. I was, 
Oh, God, I think it was 18 years ago. So it was a fair, fair while ago. A lot of water under that bridge, eh? Oh, yeah, <laughs> big time. The, um, going to the cars, like, was that, was it, were you a car person? Yeah, I was always a car person. Yeah. I'm more so a motorbike person, but, um, yeah, I always had cars from, from the age of very young and um, used to have a little Gemini, a lock diff, new donuts and slides <laughs> everywhere and... <laughs> And uh, you got there holding holding utes and started doing drifting, and I uh, kind of fit in quite well. That um, like the displays and been to a lot of them through the years. The holding ute thing that was huge for a long lot of time, hey? Yeah, absolutely, mate. We we yeah. dominated the whole scene for many many years around the whole of Australia. We were contracted by Vesip cars, every round of Vesip cars, and holding transport them around for us everywhere. So we did drift demos at every round all over Australia. So for for, for many many years. Until Holden went belly up. That's a shame. Yeah. That's a big shame, that. Yeah, it was. The um, What was Robbie on when you did the KR1 when you beat him? Was he on a Bandit uh, or something? I was on a G- he's on a GCR 1192 model. I, I, how I remember that, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you're on a KR1, like probably one of the harder things to yeah, pull a wheel stand, I guess. Yeah, I, I only reason I won it because I did a wheel stand all the way down the front straight of Lakeside and went around the corner. Oh, really? And he put it down on the corner and yeah. I went around the corner, so I won it. Wow. And that's – was that your first proper comp at that time? No, I won a, I won a comp about a year before it as yeah. well on my CB100. Wow. <laughs> I did the same thing. We were still around the corner. I won that one. So I won two, two comps. Yeah, right. And then it was just straight into it. That was like yeah, a eventually, obviously, I, I remember I, had, um, I worked at uh, Brisbane Kawasaki for Phil Beaumont. Yeah, Bowen Hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's one. And um, I asked for some time off to go down to, to, to do a mo- the bike Grand Prix, the Moto GP, yep. which I got, got a call up, which to me at the time was freaking huge. It was yeah. massive. And um, I got asked for time off work. He wouldn't give me time off work. Wow. Wouldn't give me time off work because he thought I'd kill myself, didn't want to do, so I quit my job. Now, from that moment on, I never worked again. Are you, are you someone that's always had, like, incredible self-belief? <laughs> um. It's more so not so much self belief. It's more so um, when people can't tell me I can do something, yeah. I got I got to do it. It's yeah, not, okay. my, my, my parents always told me don't do it, don't do it. My brother, my sister, everyone, my family, and friends told me not to do it. I can't do it. I, you won't do it. And the, from that moment, if anyone says I can't do something, it's my effort to prove that I can do it. Wow, and I guess that's helped you through. Everything in life. Oh, absolutely. That sort of thing. Absolutely. Drive. Absolutely. Every drive, every world record, every time I get in a car, truck, bike, um, someone says you can't do that. It's the same thing. I've done a same super truck down at Adelaide for the first time in oh, 2014, 13, I think, or something like that. And um, first time I've ever raced a car ever, apart from high go karts. Wow. And um, I felt my very, 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 very first race, came third. So I, as you can imagine, I was pretty much over the moon. Yeah. Wait, that's huge. I, when, like, that came up in the movie, and we'll get to the movie as well, but I couldn't believe you hadn't raced a, a car. Like, nah, you, never. You, you had such a pedigree around the sport for so long, and then it wasn't until 2013 or 14 that yeah. that was the thing, eh? Yeah, absolutely, mate. I, like I said, I don't think I've ever raced as high go-karts. Yep. I mean, I've done drift racing versus even kettle of fish. Mm. Um, that's not good racing, but um, I, I knew truck racing was for me. Um, I love big jumps and love, I love sliding and drifting everywhere, which is virtually what the trucks do. So yep. that's why I, I succeeded in it. 
did, did, were you a natural, like, from day one? Like, do you think you're, say, on that uh, the 100, did you feel you're a natural or is it something that... Not really, no. I never really no. felt I was a natural. I mean, I guess it's many disbelief to many people. Everyone thinks I'm a natural. Mm. It's more so um, um, pursuing it. More mm. so, I say my little boy, my magic, my, my son, who tries to do something, he can't do it, he gives up. Mm. And that really pisses me off. Because I tried many, many things for many, many years and I couldn't do it. And I just persisted and practiced and practiced and practiced and until the sun went down every single day until I got it. And that's how I succeeded in life. Just kept going. He just kept going, mate. Yep. I fall off, hurt myself. I work out why I've fallen off or why I've hurt myself. And um, most of the time, I didn't wait for a minute to heal. Just did go back on the bike. Went on the bike and um, just did it until I got it right. It worked out what I did wrong. That's what I said with um, this day and age, there's lessons galore on how to sunride. If you've got any DVD in the world mm. and teach you how to sunride and see how so many people did it back then, there was no one to watch. Wow. So I had to work it out, had to do it myself. Has the sun scene changed much since like 97, 99? Oh, think? 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Gee, that's pretty loud. That's loud. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, 100% it changed dr- dramatically back, back back when I started it was all fast stunts yeah all in GZ car Suzuki GZ car 1100s and Bandit 1200s and thousands and it was all fast stunts mm. this day and age it's all, I, call, I call it bike ballerina wow bike ballet because it's all slow circle work and all your belly, belly goes over 100 k's now back in the day your belly goes over 200 k's now Wow. So it's changed, it's changed heaps. It, and I guess that technique, like to see your technique over the years change as well, like from those fast ones to the slow ones must have been a bigger problem. Absolutely, yep. absolutely. Mate. I, I had no choice but to change because mainly my areas of stunting uh, get higher to do sun shows. You know, getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm. Uh, so for that reason, I had no choice but to go solid and focus more on the circle work and so no handers and and all that type of thing. I thoroughly enjoy going fast, um, hence me breaking a couple of world records and going fast. But, um, yeah, I had no choice. Yep. It just had to evolve, I guess, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely, mate. What's the... Um, when Mission Impossible came up, like, that must have just taken you by somewhat surprise, I guess. Like, you're you're an apprentice at Phil Beaumont's to being on probably at the time probably one of the biggest movies in the world. That must have been a pretty big, um, pretty big deal, yeah? Yeah, to be honest, I thought it was a prank to start with. Yeah, I can imagine. Actually. Hang around Bolger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that where it came through? No, no, it didn't yeah. go through him at all. Yeah. Um, just hang around Bolger, knew what he got up to. So I thought it might have been a prank to start with until, <laughs> um, until I realised it was true. Yeah. Um, we got a call up to, to, to audition and they flew me down from um, Brizzy down to Gold Coast, down, sorry, down to Sydney, down, down to Eastern Creek Raceway where they had about um, a dozen brand new triumphs there. And when I got got there, it was probably about uh, ten or eleven other guys auditioning for the for the part, and I arrived late. And they were just racing around there, being silly buggers, racing fast as they could, and which I knew it wasn't for me. Racing, going fast, hanging off the side of the bike wasn't for me. Yeah. So I kind of waited a while, waited for them to get off the track, and then got on a Triumph, which in mind I've never ridden before, yeah. brand new Triumph. And um, I proceeded to do wheel stands, stoppies, down dance, and. I put my titanium shoes on and went flat out about, about 150, 160 k's an hour. 
and jump straight off the back of the bike and skip behind it, which I've never done before on this bike ever, which is, as you can imagine, is pretty hard work. Yeah, it would be. I um, had nowhere to grab and just uh, just had to wing it, just cross my heart and hope for the best. Yeah. And I worked perfectly. And I had the whole had the whole pit wall just cheering, going bananas for it. At that moment, I was hired. So I was pretty, pretty, over, pretty over the moon. Did it happen pretty quick from there? Like once you hired, did they start filming like production pretty quick? Or was yeah, it, I think remember? so. I think it was about three or four months. Yeah, okay, yeah. And the th- three or four months, they um, they rewrote the script. Yeah. They had a script of a, bi- a bike chase, but they realised what I could do on a bike. Yeah. And so they rewrote it, which is great in my eyes. They want to do a big burnout and ski off the side of the bike and off the back of the bike and do a big stoppy across the road, one-handed stoppy, shooting, uh, shooting oncoming cars and which is what I could do, so yeah. that's what I did. Mate, that, that at that time must have showcased you to the world, hey? Well, I did some of showcase to the world. I mean, Tom Cruise said he did all his own stunts, as you can, as you can remember. <laughs> but um, I, didn't, I didn't play it up too much. Yeah. I, remember, I remember going to a nightclub trying to chat with a chick yeah. and said, oh, I'm Tom Cruise's stunt double. And I was like, yeah, whatever, mate. <laughs> And I thought to myself, that is the stupidest line I've ever heard. <laughs> Didn't use it again? <laughs> Never use it again, ever, <laughs> ever. But, um, yeah, I think I think everybody uh, in Australia, every promoter and yeah. event wanted to hire Tom Cruise stunt double. So that helped me out um, my work-wise 100%. Yeah. I went from doing five or six shows a year down to doing 20 a year. Wow. Because everyone wanted to hire. I mean, I still do events today, today yeah. and they advertise Tom Cruise stunt double. Wow. Little day now, it was 20 years ago. That's right. It's a, <laughs> yeah, it was a long time ago. Long, long time. Did, did that, when you did, because there were speed triples in yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, Was there anything that um, pushed you beyond, like in the movie, like uh, not beyond your capability, but it all felt pretty comfortable, the stunts that you yeah, got? Yeah, not, not too bad. I mean, the, the stoppy scene was pretty hard. Yeah. Mainly because I was going up a hill and yeah. leveled out at top and I was in winter. Right. And I had to do a, a take and then I'd wait 10 minutes to a take. So Ty never got a chance to get warm. Yep. So quite often I just lock up, lock up, lock up, grip, lock up, lock up, lock up, grip. Wow. So it was very hard to do that. But in a way of um, scary stuff, nothing was scary. Nothing was over the edge for, for sure. Uh, I, the only only issue I had, I think, was um, skiing off the side of the bike. Yeah. We did that scene for one week. One scene. One scene for one week, and I, I got cramps in my legs from jumping off, and jumping off, and jumping off, and jumping off, and jumping off yeah. every different camera angle imaginable. Wow! And I went did for a week. Did you run out of titanium? No, <laughs> titanium. I was, I was pretty good actually. Wow, mate, that's um, I, I, and, and we'll get to your movie as well, but that's something people don't understand with with film, hey. Uh, the bigger the film is, the longer it takes. Yeah, yeah. I've done plenty of short films and. The short films only go for a very very short amount of time, but the bigger the film, the yep. more money they got to spend, so more more takes to do. What 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 I found interesting coming from your film was um, you saying like obviously you had supercars events for so many years, and you, you're you're like a proper weekend worker for ever, haven't you been? Absolutely. Like really? And the, if there was more time. The Hollywood thing or whatever, you would have done more of that. I found that through the movie, and I guess that really made sense because those people take you away for months, don't they? Really, absolutely, mate. Absolutely, yeah. I'm right now. I'm on my. I'm doing five weeks straight, five weekends straight. Last weekend I was um, at Brisbane Four Four Expo. The weekend yeah. before that was Cessnock Air Show. The weekend before that was Rockhampton Royal Show. The weekend before that was at Bathurst Supercars, and this weekend I'm at Evans Head Air Show. Man. 
So like I said, I don't have a weekend off. No. I don't. I don't get them. Um, the occasional one I do get off, I cher- I cherish it. I love it. Yep. And people go to me, oh, you got this weekend off? Why don't you come away and do this? I don't want to do a single thing on my weekend off. Yeah. I don't care what occasion it is. I don't give a rat's ass. I want to stay home, sit on the couch. <laughs> yeah, because like literally for, for, what are we in, 2021, for 20, 20 plus years, you've probably worked nearly every weekend of your yeah, life. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah. Well, I always give myself December, January and sometimes half February off. Yep. And that's got to kind of um, restructure everything and rewrap everything and redo uniforms and just redo the whole team. Yep. Um, and then come February, February, March, through to November, November we do my cutoff's my my cutoff's thirty shows. My wife's cutoff's twenty five. Wow. This year we got twenty eight. Events locked in, and she told me uh, in we are booked out in January this year for the whole year. And she said, um, we've got 28 events locked in for this year. I thought, oh, that's great. She said, now if you accept one more, uh, expect a divorce. Wow, so 28's <laughs> it. Jeez, um, Man, that's a lot, eh? I know, it's a lot. So it's nearly every, one every weekend. And I guess the mobility nowadays with the having the truck, like you've got a semi-trailer that tows yep. your stuff, even that, like in the past, you would have been in a van, let's get here as quick as we can. Yeah, like, truck's, slow, truck's good to have, but it slows. It's a big setup, eh? My back in the day, I had my highest van. I chucked yep. my GCR 1100 or Ben 1200 in the back yep. with a few slicks, a race suit, a helmet, and change of clothes and off I go. Yep. And I, I sleep in the back of the van and I wouldn't care where I slept and you know what, what I did, I just had, had fun doing it. And this day and age, man, it's a big setup. I've got two people employed full-time. i got uh, my wife, she works for me. She's a team manager. Yep. And uh, she works seven days a week, I work seven days a week, and uh, we don't get much time off. Is, <coughs> geez, you must have tortured some high-ace fans. <laughs> like, because you had a, I did, you were like the person that stuck with high-ace fans for the, probably the longest day. I did, I love them. I would swear by them. Twitter are the best. Yeah. I remember, like, every every event, they'd be, um, like, in different rap or whatever, um, a Minge high-ace band. <laughs> <laughs> so they've been around a bit. Yeah, my absolutely. My, my, my most favourite one was a high-ace band. Um, the engine blew up, so I pulled the engine out and put a so bulge in, put a um, uh, Holden 308 V8 in it. Wow! And, uh, and then I got it and I um, put a roll cage and race seats and locks of diff and <laughs> it was part of the show. Yep. You do massive big burnouts in it and blow tires galore. So that was that was a favourite one. Good van. It was a good van, mate. That yeah, as I say, seeing them around and. You know, I think, yeah, Commodore V6s for a bit and yeah. there was a few transplants done. Yeah, it was a very good memory. <laughs> yeah, well, my, my – um, to take the history back, my mate did a couple of the transplants back in the – Yeah, right. In the late 90s, early 2000s as well. And, yeah. Uh, we were just having a chat on, on Friday night and, um, yeah, it's cool, you know. Yeah, we put we put the V6 in it for about three or four months and it was, it was underpowered, it wouldn't do its do job. So yep. we pulled that out and put a 308 in it. Wow. Injected 308 SS engine, so um, it certainly did, did, did the job then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> were you a smart guy? Like it seems seems the way the whole way through. Were you a smart guy of like branding? Like you've had a brand the whole way. Like you're with Hot Wheels now. It's like the uh, coolest sponsorship so much, in the world. Not so much, a, not so much branding. Smart guy branding. Um, it's very. I got a manager that helps me out somewhat. A heap. Yep. Um, it's more so. I think brands understand how much um, how much we get out in public. Yeah. Like VSF cars, for example, I do like, I think I do twelve rounds a year, eleven rounds a year. I do twenty seven events a year, so I get more in the public eye than anybody else in the whole of Australia. Yeah. 
Like I said, I do my cut of 30 events. I do usually do between 25 and 30 events a year. My average crowd I get in front of is 1.2 million people a year. Wow. Uh, so you yeah, shoot out to any pot- potential sponsor and they go, holy shit. And I, I say, you try and find an athlete that's got more, um, gets out more, and they can't. Mm. Um, anybody at all, you know, Australian, well, well that, that is. Yeah. Same with my um, social media. Social media is 1.2 million people on my Facebook, um, which is the highest uh, motorsport athlete in whole Australia. So I'm pretty proud of that. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. and it, and it, and it has carried through the whole time. Like you look at the relationships and stuff. I, you know, um, monsters, rock stars, now Hot Wheels. Like yep. have Hot Wheels. That's, I guess, coming from a kid. That's probably one of the biggest dreams someone could have. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. I, I, I've um, I, as you as you said, I've gone from Monster Energy to, um, Itachi to from Donut King to. God, I'm trying to wreck them all. Rattle them all. Obviously, Harley. You know, Harley, Harley, Harley for Harley for ten years. Yep. Um, and um, my, I was with Jeff Pollard at the time, and I, I said, my, my manager said to me, "What's a sponsor that you most love to have the most?" And I said, "Hot Wheels." Yeah. I said straight up, Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels is so fitting to what I do. Yeah. Um, I, every time a kid gets a Hot Wheels car in their hand, they do. Slides, donuts, burnouts, and they jump the thing. If you try to jump it, some of the motorbike, they do wheel sands and donuts in yeah. the hand. I said, that's, that's exactly what I do. I said that to the Hobbs marketing manager, and uh, they said, you're right, you're dead right, so we'll give you a shot. So they gave us a shot, and uh, sales for Hobbs boomed at the time, went through the roof, and uh, they, they stuck by me. So I've been with six years, seven years now. Gee, it's a long time. Yeah, a long time. Yep. And I've got a great relationship with Hot Wheels. Now, what we do for them is, is great and what they for us is great as well. So we, we fit very much hand-to-hand. It's very yeah, it's a great relationship. Like even going to the Supercars events, um, it's been a while since it's been because events have been a bit funny, but the um, like all the kids playing with it, you've got the displays coming up inside yep. the cars and stuff. All the kids coming up to play and stuff like that yep. as well. It's it's, oh, engage, it's pure engagement from both sides, you know. Absolutely, we call it activation. So we take yep. a, take our charge of every single event we do. Do next to no events uh, a year where we don't take a trailer yep. for activation, and uh, we put the big hot wheels track table set, put all tracks on it for kids to play with, and and um, I have a pinball machine there for adults to play with, and and. Um, it, it, there's quite a few events. Like I remember um, Darwin Supercars a couple of years ago. Um, we're looking around. There was, there was probably about every fifth kid in the whole crowd had a Hot Wheels T-shirt on. Wow. And um, that to me was an unbelievable sign where where they're here to stay. Yeah. And uh, even the, even the promoter goes, holy moly! You know, every kid's got a Hot Wheels shirt on. Over over Red Bull team, over Holden, yep. over every other VS Supercar team. Every kid's got a Hot Wheels shirt. So. I'm pretty proud of that. And you met the same with the stunting stuff and that through the time. The merchandise has always been cool, eh? Oh, man, absolutely. It's a big part of it, obviously. Absolutely, a big part of it, yeah. And coming through the movie, having the spikes on the helmet and stuff, sort of, <laughs> it all blends in, doesn't it? Like you have a, not a strategy, it's probably just happened, you know, over time. Oh, it did, it did just happen. But the, the, whole, the, the spiky helmet was a funny story, as I said in the movie. Yep. You know, I remember far out, I think it was about 2000. 2002, 2003, I had a normal helmet and um, I always ran a mohawk on yep. my head. And uh, it wasn't until Alan Morrison said to me, oh, should we make one put spikes on your helmet? I yep. said, oh, hey, that'd be pretty funny. So I did it for Formula One, put spikes on my helmet. 
and uh, everyone loved it. I pulled them off because it was only for one event, and uh, the next event was Adelaide 500. Mm-hmm. And I had every managed dog. It was a completely different event, a thousand kilometres away. Every managed dog coming. Oh, where's the crazy dude with spiky helmet? I'm like, that's me. No, no, the crazy dude with spiky helmet. I'm like, uh, that's me. I just don't have spikes. So they go, like, oh, okay, fair enough. They weren't impressed because the spikes were on the helmet. So from that moment on, the spikes went on the helmet yeah. and they were there to stay. I've never, ever hopped on a, a sun bike ever without my spiky helmet because it's my trademark. It's crazy, mate. Hey, like, yeah. I couldn't believe how, it, like, watching the movie to see how that started. I just thought, yeah. you know, just. It is, it is on a place in the whole of Australia. I, I yep. can virtually not a crowd member who doesn't r- recognise the guy with spiky helmet. If yep. they don't know my name, oh, oh, you mean the crazy dude with the spiky helmet? Or the ute with the spikes on the back. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it like it's just a, it, yeah, it just fits so well, you know? That's why my, my, my brain is starting to stars and spikes. Yeah, right. You know, that's why it kind of it kind of just fits. It does. Yeah, yeah, it really does. How did your movie come about? Challenge Accepted, it's called for people. How did it come about? Um, Challenge Accepted, my doco, um, Mingay Challenge Accepted. Yep. Uh, I had every marriage dog since my accident um, say to me, you should do, write a book or, or do a doco. I kind of played it off there or whatever, laughed it off, and next person, well, you should do a book or a doco. So I said, yeah, whatever. And um, I wasn't until about the 100th person yeah. <laughs> said, should I do a book of doco? So I, I looked into it to do a doco. Um, um, and I looked into it big, big time and asked quite a few people to do it and the price I got was, was stupid. And wasn't until I, I, I quite often I hired Brad Day, yep. Brad Day from Defy Productions. Um, he was a young kid. I hired him to go to Darwin Supercars, film me a clip up day area. And, um, and then I hired him to do a, a clip for me called Dawn of the Daredevil with me and Maggie. It's on YouTube. And uh, when he did that, I realised how professional that, that kid was and how unbelievable it was and how everyone listened to him. He had a, a cast, uh, sorry, a crew there about about 15 people. And at the time he was about 22 years old, I think. And he was the youngest kid in the whole place. And wow. everyone listened to him. I couldn't believe it. And I asked him, I said, do you want to do a doco? And I had a meeting with him. He said, yeah, I'd love to. So it uh, happened about, well, about two, 18 months, two years. We, we worked on it together. And um, he spent beyond belief the amount of hours. He edited that, edited the doco a thousand times. And much to the demise of myself, and I've, I've only watched it three times. He's watched it a thousand times. My wife, Sheenzy, she's watched it about 50 times. She helped produce it. Um, yeah, and and much of my delight, everyone's blown away by it. Everyone's absolutely gobsmacked by it. I knew it was, I knew it was a good doco, but mind you, I'm very I favouritise it because it's myself, obviously. Yep. Um, so I kind of I really rely on other people's opinions, and the opinion I get is unbelievable. Mm. And, and like I, I know some different people that are close close to you as well, um, and some of the stuff in there. No one knew. Yeah, no. Like it was, it was, it was real raw, hey. I know. I've had every managed dog saying to me, um, "I knew about the accident," and every every single person who knows me knows about my accident, but they they can't believe what actually happened. Mm. They, they watch it go, "Oh my god!" I had no idea how serious it was and how bad you were, how bad a condition you were. Yeah. Uh, you shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be alive today. If you were, you should be a should be a, a zombie. Yeah. Um, 
and that's exactly how it was. I was a, pretty much a vegetable for about two weeks in in Detroit. Um, couldn't get a word out of me and dribbling mess and and my wife she sucked by me and um, and uh, she you know I said I say her quite often. How do you not think that that's how it was going to be forever? That's to me that's how I think it'd be forever because after two weeks, yeah, being a bit of a slob, yeah, um, yeah, it's a good story. Yeah, mate. It was it, the whole the whole movie, Matt. Was yeah, thank you every part. You know from. Yeah, take away the accident part, the whole thing, just some of the... It was so raw, you know? And, yeah. I don't know, the amount of, amount of guys, men, grown men, saying, yeah. buggy you, Mingo. I said, what was that? I got a little teary. <laughs> I, mean, I bet you they'd be, yeah, 90% at least. Yeah, so, absolutely. Right. And nearly yep. every, every single female has watched it told me they pulled their eyes out. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah it's really, really hits the spot for so many people. I have a complete, utter, complete strangers have no idea my story one yep. little bit. And they watch it and they get all teary. They, yeah. they cry about it. So to me, it's hit home to yep. so many people, mm. to hit home to myself, and um, I'm very proud of it. Yeah. And, and the good part is it's a positive story. Yeah. Like it's it's not um, – there's bounce back, you know. You've yeah. you've come back, you know, as well. So it's Absolutely. It's not, it's not bounce back. I, it's not, not that I don't like bounce back stories. They're great. Don't get me wrong. But um, this is not a bounce back story. This is through a whole lot of hard work, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of torment, a lot of, lot of uh, I can't even think of the word. It's, it's very, very hard work. What I had to do. Yeah. Um. I, I can't I can't settle one little bit for anyone that gives me the word. You can't do that. Like I said. Yeah. And um, uh, the doctors tell me nothing but negative reports saying you can't write again. You can't do this again. You can't do that again. They they, they even took my license off me. My, my driver's license. Yeah. Um, told how, me, how uh, long was that for? It was the driver's license. Do they take? Depends. It? You're asking. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, a no, week. No, yeah. they, they took me indefinitely. They did. Yeah, yeah they okay. took me indefinitely. I had to go through a, a course to get yeah. it back in. Yeah. Um, the course was a, a brain course because I'm a brain injury. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very hard. I go on. I was like going to school again. Yeah. And I got it back. Thank God. Mm. I only got it back about three, two or three weeks after I got. I lost it. I, was, I thought it would be three or four months. Yep. But there's no one how I could go survive that drive on the road. The trouble is with it, and I spoke to you before this, I, I've got a personal family member that's gone through a similar sort of thing and some of the tests they put you through are probably tests you couldn't pass before you had the brain oh, injury. Mate, that's you, what I looked you, at. You were dead right. You were 100% right. Off, off topic, CAMS racing license. Mm-hmm. My can, uh, they took my CAMS license off. CAMS stands for Confederation of Australian Motorsport. Yep. Every single racer, car racer in Australia runs a CAMS license. They took it off me. Now, to get it back again, they told me I had to go through, a, I can't remember the, the word for it, a, a brain test. Yep. I said a brain test, and it was beyond belief what they, they were testing me on. I, I, I ran the same type of, type of questions past so many of my friends, and they failed drastically. Yep. The memories... It's just, it's crazy. Oh, I can't believe it. It's like going to year 12 again. Yeah. And a uh, lot of it does is completely irrelevant. Oh, completely irrelevant. Yeah. I'm going to say because it it's just stupid. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, I looked at it when we, we've been through this uh, process and I, uh, it it makes the person that's having an injury feel, feel bad. Worse. I yeah. know. Exactly right. Which it shouldn't be because I look at right. it and I'm like, I can't do this. You're dead right. And yeah, I, I I, I don't understand why they do do it that way. I, I know it's probably off topic a little bit, but there was, the, the father test uh, person told me a story for about one minute 
of a person. I've been out of a car. I've been out of a shopping centre. I walked down such a street at 5.55 p.m. I've been in the car. All this big story about a minute. And then I tell the story back again. I'm like, what was the name of the street? What was the name of how what time was it? What type of car was it? What gear was in? Yep. And I was like, oh, I had no idea. Yeah. I wouldn't know that before. I know. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. Half of it you look at and just think, mate, this is, yeah, I, I don't know why it's like that, you know, especially now where there's, there's science in it, you know, there's actually you, science. You're dead right. If you fail, don't do well, you think you, you're doing bad. Yep. Yeah. And I run past test past many of my friends who are completely nothing wrong with them one little bit yeah. and they fail worse than I do. Wow. And I, and I was, yeah. And every person. I reckon that would be the same for every single yep. person. And, yeah, I don't know why yeah, it's, it's not better. It's horrible, but never mind. What do you feel when you ride a bike? Like, you, you, like you've done it for so long, you've got such a good skill set. What do you actually feel? Like, do you? What do I feel? It's a good question. Depends what, a motorbike or a stunt bike? Stunt. Yeah. Stunt. Oh, look, to be honest, I don't, want to, I don't want to do it. But when I'm doing it, I enjoy it. Wow. I, I, I've been doing it for 24 years and it's a job. Mm. So I'm down in the office, you know. So to me, when I'm working every single weekend and every single weekend sun riding, um, when it comes to weekend off, someone goes, oh, do you want to go come for a practice? No, God, no. I yeah. want to touch my bike with a 40-foot pole. <laughs> yep. So when it comes to doing a show, I don't really want to do it. I do it for my fans. I love my fan base. I absolutely love them to death. And the, the, the event promoter and the fans and all, all my friends and family. What, I, what I'm actually doing, I, I'm enjoying myself, having a great time. But I don't really want to do it when it's over. So, bit of a bit of a catch twenty two, mm. but a mixed bag of emotions. But uh, don't get me wrong, I still enjoy it. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm getting on a bit. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's and what about the actual feeling of riding? Like, do you, like I, I look what you do. I ride bikes. I can't do what you do. You must just have some feel. I don't know. Like, what <laughs> what is it? Like, same with the, the cars and that. What's the I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. So another day in the office, like I said. Yeah. Second it's, nature. Second, exactly right. Second yep. nature. I've been doing for so many years. Like uh, I remember, I remember I, got, I was in hospital for 13 weeks from my accident. Yeah. And um, I was dying to get out, as you can imagine. I was, I, I was rewind a bit. I was in the hospital for 10 weeks, dying to get out. And before I got out, they they said to me, "Oh, before you go out, we'll re- release you. Before you go out, we'll give you a brain examination." A brain exam, um, like a scan, a scan that really half my brain was blood wow. on my head. So they raised me into for emergency brain surgery and pulled, took a big hole out of my, my skull and scooped out all the blood and put me back together. And so I was in the hospital again for another three weeks. So that wasn't good. No. <laughs> now, I don't again, as you can imagine, I'd been there for 13 weeks. And I got out, I was out for about three days and um, my wife saw me tinkering outside. She said, what are you doing? I said, I'm putting my stunt bike on back in my, my ute. What for? I'm going riding. She said, no, you're not. I said, oh, I am trying to stop me. Yeah. And um, she, had, she had no will. She couldn't, she couldn't do it. So I put my stunt bike in the back, back of my, my, my ute and went for a ride with her, of course. Now, I took it very easily. As you imagine, been in the hospital for so long, we had brain injuries, and my right hand side been down and out, and I crashed. Wow! <laughs> really? Yeah, I crashed. Yeah, took a lot of skin on my knees, and and uh, she called it quit. She called it quit. So I was off the bike again in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, 
Apart from that, I'll go back on again a couple weeks later. I was good as gold. Yeah. And it got, it's got better and better and better and better. It took about a year to get back on track for the brain to get complete with it. Yeah. Brains take a long time to heal, a long time to heal, as you probably know yourself. Yeah. To me, I've broken 42 bones in my career. So to me, breaking a bone, it's not until it's fixed, it's, you've, you're better. You're back on the road again. So maybe two or three or four, four weeks, you're back on the road again. Brain's completely different. It takes mm. years to heal. Um, so as, as I said, it took me a bit of a year, got better and better, I'd do more and more and more, more tricks, and to the point where I can just about ride my Harley just about the same as what I did before my home, had my injury. So I'm pretty happy about that. Wow. Do you think more now? I do. Yeah? I do. I, do. I, do. I appreciate life a lot more. Yeah, okay. I appreciate my family a whole lot more. Um, my little girl, yeah. Zali Danger. <laughs> my little boy, Magic Evil. Um, I cherish cherish time I've got with them. I, I live every like, day to try and keep them happy. Yeah. I, I can only imagine what you've been. Yeah. You know, you've all been through, you know, with it. So. Yeah. Have a Mad Sea party of show. It must be cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I love the little bugger. He's getting so damn good and so damn talented. Yeah. We did um, we just did a uh, four dive expo on the weekend, and for that we're at um, Cestron Air Show. So on the weekend, just gone. We he, he was in his little super, mini, mini super truck. Yeah, racing me truck against truck. Uh, I hate saying it, but um, once a little area, he beats me, he flogs me. And uh, for that, for a little kid, on a little 13-year-old kid on a little little truck, it's yep. very disheartening. And people <laughs> think I'm going easy. I'm not going easy. By no means am I going easy. I was going easy to start with. No more. I go hard. It's put, put this way. On the weekend, I was, it was wet because it's been raining up here for so long. I hit the wall twice on both sides of my truck. So both rear corners of my truck had gone, completely gone. Wow. And I was just trying to beat the little bugger. And before that, the weekend before that, I was in his drift car. Yep. He's got a little Aussie Legend drift car with a XR 1300 engine in it. Awesome. And uh, we do a little mini Gymkhana yep. on bitumen. And um, he absolutely hoses me in that. Really? Oh, hoses me. I, I try and cheat my ass off and yeah. drop the tire pressure right down and raise his tire, rear tire pressure right up so he gets less traction, even more traction. And because it's such a small area, only at first gear, yep. doing donuts and doing a little slalom course, his little car, he flogs me, hoses me. It's pretty cool, hey? It is a good feeling. It is a good feeling. I, I challenge him all the time to yeah, upgrade and get a bigger car so there's more, com- more competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's coming. But being my son, um, yeah. it's a good feeling. For really, sure. If it wasn't my son, I'd be pretty, pretty pissed off. Be pretty pissed, yeah, for but, sure. But um, being my son, I'm very proud of him, that's for sure. I, I say it with um, Troy Bayless. So Troy Bayless has got his son Ollie. Yep. Ollie's racing the Super yep. White for Ducati, and Ollie's seventeen, about to turn eighteen. Oh wow! And I look at the the skills that he's got at that age now, and um, Troy started later, and I'm like, Ollie's the level up here. Yeah. Same, same yeah, with exactly like Manzi as well. It's the same deal. It's like, um, yeah. you know, it's it's a huge opportunity for him, and it's um, the skills. If they want to do it, and the skills are there, it's pretty yeah, damn cool. Yeah, I didn't start doing what I did until I was about 24, 23. It's a big difference, eh? Hey? Big difference. And I think that's about the same with Troy as well. Obviously, he raced dirt bikes and stuff, yeah. but I think the the super bike stuff was a bit later. And no problem is, I think, I think um, I'm good friends with Troy, but yep. I think the same. He'd have the same point of view as me. With my little boy, my little boy, 
and Ollie is probably the same in the way that they're born and bred into it. Mm. They're born into it. They knew the whole deal. Yep. Um, every, excuse my language, but kiss on dick in yep. a way of <laughs> having every single imaginable um, toy from right. the get-go from the very early young, but early age. My little boy from the age of far out, he got his first dirt bike when he was, when he was one year old, got his P50, he got a CRF50 when he was three, and rode, rode a bike for the first time with no train wheels when he was three years old. Yeah. Um, and he's had motorbikes and drift cars and jump trucks and um, plashes ever since he was born. And to him, it's just normal. Mm. It's just normal. Every, every day thing. I even tell him, oh, you tell your mates at school what you did? He's like, nah. I said, what do you mean? You've been in Darwin for the last week, yeah. down supercars, doing 12 shows in your drift car, flawlessly, went through four tyres, doing burnouts and donuts and <laughs> drifting aside. You didn't tell your mates at school where, you, where you've been for last yep. week? He's like, nah, I didn't. I was like, <laughs> when I was a kid, try shut me up, eh? Try. Yep. It wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't be possible. There's 1.2 million people of reach watching you in the last year. You know, like what you're saying yep. with your stats. He's there as well. Yep. And, yeah. He did, he's a very humble kid because yep. he, he does so much stuff in, in drift cars, jump trucks and sun bikes cool. all around Australia. Goes to Melbourne, Adelaide, Perth, Darwin, Sydney. There's yep. all his events. He doesn't tell the kids at school where he's been. Wow. I was like... He's got more followers on his Instagram than anyone in his whole school. <laughs> and he doesn't even tell anyone. Yeah, it's just humble. It's just know? very humble. You're saying about opportunity, like with Ollie and obviously Madsy, but they've still got to want it, hey? You know, they there's so, much, so much to chuck it to someone and say, because people, I've seen it with others, oh, he's had the opportunity to do this and that. It's like, well, they've still got to want it. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's not... Not everything comes easy. My absolutely. Same take what I just said. My little boys who want it. Uh, yeah. It's gone to the point of the last probably two years. I've stopped asking, telling Maggie, my little boy, we're going for a practice on your summer bike or going for a practice on your drift car. Yeah. And he and I'll go two or three or four, four weeks without saying that and he'll bring it up. So, well, there you go, mate. You haven't asked me to go on your drift car or your, your jump track or bike for over a month. Yeah. I'm not ever going to bring it up again until you want it because mm. you don't never, ever want it. You right. never want to do it when, you, when I tell you to. Yeah. I'll, I'll quit telling you. I won't tell you more. And you'll just figure it out? Yeah. How do you, how, like, how does Sheena come part of the fold? Obviously, like, it's a, <laughs> it's a big business, like, uh, as in on the go, seven days a week. How, how, like, that's a huge thing to undertake as well, I'm guessing. Hey? Yeah, absolutely, mate. She, she's been an absolute godsend. She's been team manager for many years. Yep. Um, I met her through my sponsor, Jetpot. She worked at, worked at Jetpot. Oh, wow. she, she, she worked at Jetpot for 10 years yep. straight. And um, it wasn't until I got busier and busier and busier that she quit and started working for me full time. Yep. She was doing, she, at the end, she was doing both, working for me and Jetpot, so it got a bit too much for her. Yep. Um, and then she just kind of taking the reins big time, the way of all, all the computer work and dealing with sponsors and dealing with promoters and dealing with fans and and um, she's an absolute godsend. I'll be I'll be doomed without her now. Yeah. And take a whole lot of weight off my shoulders because back in the day I used to do everything myself. Um, but now she's she's great. She's great guns and she's smoking hot too. <laughs> you, get, <laughs> it's, you got everything. <laughs> uh, it's funny. It's it's um. Your wedding, 
That's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a pretty cool video, eh? It is, mate. Well, um, yeah, well, morning is a great wedding. Well, yeah. Those who haven't seen it, we, uh, we snuck away to Vegas, yeah. myself and five mates, six mates, and um, got married by a, a midget, a dwarf Elvis impersonator. <laughs> 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 yeah. And uh, it was pretty funny. Uh, we, we hired a film guy to come kind of film the whole lot. Yeah. And uh, as you can imagine, we had an absolute ball doing it. And uh, at the time, it was kind of found upon... Uh, we didn't tell anyone, but it was found upon uh, when everyone found out that we stuck away. So that was Proffer's little secret the whole... Yeah, yeah. Very, very much secret the whole time. Yeah. Even right. when we got, we, we got married, then we let family and friends know we were married. It wasn't until everyone saw the, the, the video clip on, on YouTube yep. that they lost in mind. I thought it was the best ever and commended us for it. I said, oh, you're right, you're dead right. You, you had an, you guys had an absolute ball over there. It wasn't until my, our neighbour, our yep. new neighbour, who came friends with us, she, she rang us up and said, you wouldn't believe it, but my, my best friend who wants to get married, and she showed me a, a YouTube clip of what she wants to do, and it was you guys. Wow. So that's how much she's getting out. So she she goes, that's my neighbours. That's my neighbours. That's crazy. Yeah, eh? it was. It was good. And not related to the sport or anything at all? No, just, no, just people no. watching something just on YouTube? Just watching people, strangers, complete strangers watching it. That's cool. Yeah, it was. Very, very, very good feeling. The, um, what's it like to drive a stadium truck? <laughs> yeah, it's a whole new world. It's like a, to race one must be, like that first race uh, yeah, Adelaide. Yeah, Adelaide. Yep. What, are they fun to drive? Oh, my absolute bore. To, to a car racer, yeah. to a group racer, they're not very fun because they're so loose. Right. But to me, I'm a, I'm a drifter. I'm, I'm, I'm used to hanging out sideways, not having any traction with one little bit. Yeah. And um, and I was jumping trucks before they came to Australia. Mm. So to me, I was all went, went hand in hand, jumping and drifting. Um but to battle out with 12 or 30 other drift um, SSCs on track at the same time is pretty full on. Uh, great, great, great fun. Uh, I had a ball doing it. Uh, it wasn't one time I came in from doing a, a practice or a race with a, with a straight truck. It was yep. always damaged wow. from banging into the opponents. <laughs> uh, I had an absolute ball. It was great fun. That's that's Robbie Gordon's baby, eh? Hey? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Robbie Gordon's a great, great friend, a great, great... Um, uh, owner of SSCs, he owns something like thirty of them. Wow! He owns all of them. You can't buy one. Really? No. Oh, so they're leased over the weekend. So lease. Yep. Every single one's leased. You can't buy one. Yeah. Um, so it's very much a case of high go karts. You get what you're given. Yeah. So if you're given a piece of crap, you got to deal with it. Right. Um, you can't. If you whinge and whine with sickle moan so much, he'll actually change his truck for your truck. Yeah. Because he's such a good guy. Wow. Um, and, but, but the funny thing is, he's done that so many times and then proves to everyone there's nothing wrong with that truck. Yeah. And he wins the race, that damn truck. So that's, stopped, that's prevented so many people from doing it. It's good. You don't want to make a dick of yourself. No, that's it. And that keeps <laughs> the dickheads out of the sport. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, yeah, they're, they're around. Exactly. <laughs> um, Paul Morris. Yes. He must do a lot for our, like, behind the scenes for our sport. He does a lot, eh? He's great. He's a yeah. great guy. He's a loose unit. Yeah. He'll give everything a go. Uh, he's a real good friend, a good good guy. I remember back in 2012 or 13, yeah. I was doing shows in my super truck all around Australia. Mm-hmm. was racing out of him in Canada, Australia. And I was in Sydney at Homebush. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I took him for a drive in my truck for the very first time, did a big jump into Australia for the news. Right. And um, he was in here screaming at the top of his voice. Ah! <laughs> he absolutely loved it. You do it again, do it again. So Darren did it again. He couldn't believe it. He was, uh, he was just uh, pumped over the moon. Yeah. And, and come um, four, four years later, he won the world championship in SSE racing. Wow. Yeah, so it's quite a way to come. It's I also made come. I feel very proud to do a very very first jump. I got him hooked. Yeah, got him hooked on the sport. That's uh, cool. Yeah, it was cool. He travelled the world doing SSC racing and won the world championship. Man, that's huge. Yeah, it was good. He's um yeah. As far as I'm concerned, like I, I see, I follow the sport very closely. And yep. He just does so much behind the scenes for a lot of people. That he just does. Doesn't get. Um, recognition. He doesn't care. Yeah, recognition. Yeah, yeah he doesn't, no, doesn't he does. care, but it's... Um, he, he does things for the sport, but he's so tied up in so many different sports. Yep. So, many, so, so many different motorsport. Yeah. Of, of their cigars and um, uh, tin top racing, him and Nathan Kayser do so much, mm. so well for the sport. And they've actually taken um, SSC racing by the by their horns and tackled it in Australia. Unfortunately, Robbie Gordon and the whole American crew can't come to Australia because of COVID. Yep. Uh, hopefully that won't last all year. I mm. hoping we're hoping they'll be back by by Gold Coast because yeah. it, it, it's kind of as much as everyone doesn't really know all the American races we do. Yep. And it's usually a field of, of twelve drivers, and it's usually six Americans, six Australians. Yep. And the six Australians are invite only because mm-hmm. as, as you can imagine, every single man's dog's putting a hand of hand of oh, driver. Everyone will want one. Everyone. Yep. So it's, it's hand-picked who's the dog, like my Toby Price and Paul Wheel and Paul Morris. And so it's hand-picked yep. who's, a, who's, a, who's a who of racing. And, and the good thing about it is it's not all all their Supergo drivers. Like Toby Price is a Dakar winner. Yep. Paul Wheel is a truck driver. Paul Morris is a supercar driver. I'm a sun man. Yeah. <laughs> It's a bit of a difference, eh? Yeah, so different. So yep. different. So different, different kettle of fish in every aspect and um, makes us very proud to do it. What's the, there's a tie-in with Live, the music band, eh, somewhere? Yeah, Live is run by, um, not a lot run, but um, managed by a guy called um, Bill Hines. That's who it is, yeah. Bill Hines is an American guy. Yep. He does every SSC race. He's a great guy. He's yep. in Modoco. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's one of the best guys around. So is that the tie-in? He's the manager of life. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I remember the uh, supercars in sixteen live in Adelaide. Yep. Live played. Yep. You were there. Yep. Um, obviously, and yeah, that was. I remember seeing all the live stuff, and then the band being there. I'm like, there must be some tie-in to it somewhere. Yeah, so. it's, it's Bill Hines. Yeah, cool. He's, he's, he's one of, become a very good close friend of yeah. myself and Sheenzy's, my my wife. And we talk to him all the time. And if we ever go to America, we stay with him. And yep. he's a great guy. What's the um like? You're obviously Gold Coast guy. What like? I've been to a lot of your events. You always had a good show at the Gold Coast. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, Gold Coast. You can't, you can't yeah, yeah. Been some good times there, I guess. Eh? Absolutely, mate. Uh, we we've done indie Gold Coast. Yep. For far out, twenty two years straight. Serious. I said far from last year, COVID, but yep. 22 years straight. I've not missed one one time they've been on. Wow. And um, it's, it's going back to the old indie, indie days, as you probably remember. Good it was times. Full on. Yeah. <laughs> full on with a capital F. Uh, full on. It was, um, it was mental. How how unfortunate we are to lose those good times. Yeah, the world's changed, eh? It certainly has, mate. Well, yep. I, I try and tell 
I suppose my fans and friends uh, get sick of me telling the same stories about old indie days. It was awesome. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Going down every afternoon between all the horrors, having staring up, having strip off shows between two balconies <laughs> and beers getting thrown everywhere. I was just full on. It's um, like what happened to us sometimes. I look at it, I look at different things now, Bathurst a little bit. Um, these things and you're like, what happened? Oh no, it's just unfortunately the world has turned sour. Yeah. And it's run by a bunch of straight lace hobnobs and it's very disappointing. It is, you know. I, I can see there's got to be professionalism in sport, but there's still got to be a good time outside. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, dead, yeah, dead right. I mean, those, those good times are, are gone. Um, back in the day, yep. or indie days, or the dress dress code was bikinis and and board shorts and singlet. Yeah, it's um, crazy. Yeah, it was so good. Uh, this day and age is run by by collar shirts and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, I think. I think. You know, you, you may say everyone's chasing the money, but there's certainly money around in bikinis. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. There's a lot of money floating around back then. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. mate. Absolutely. The, the crowd difference, the crowd numbers are chalk and cheese between and the crowd used to go the indie days yeah. to what it is now. It was like a like a, an American race, you know, obviously when Indy Indy was here, but even for the first few years of the Gold Coast yep. 600, the supercars, the helicopters flying around. Yeah. And it was like a glitzy race, you know. It had a good vibe to it. Yeah, well, it's unreal. One of the my, my most favourite shots was the Army helicopter. That's cool. Helicopter holding a sign out to a balcony. Do you remember that? I do. <laughs> <laughs> so she yeah. so did. So that was that was good. I saw that on the news. Yeah. Cracked up laughing, but how bad was it? But that was the beginning of the end. Oh, it was, eh? It was yeah. the beginning of the end. It was frowned upon by every man's dog and every hobnob yep. and, and his dog. To us, we cracked up laughing. Thought it was the best ever. 90% of the audience I did. know, but yep. everyone keeps quiet about it, unfortunately. Yep. And, and listens to all the straight-laced people. It's such a shame because, yeah, that, that, that was – I remember the sign. I remember it yeah. happening. I think it even made the paper. It did. It made the big end. time. It, it just dried up, you know, and I think this year – well, it was going to be last year, but COVID. I think they're yeah. doing the under lights this year. Yeah, Does yeah. that sound right? I think um, I can't remember. I think is it twentieth year or twenty fifth year of, of of supercar of um of oh. Indy or, or race on Gold Coast. Yeah, right. It was supposed to be last year, but it's next year. It could be the thirtieth year. Probably thirtieth year. Could be, eh? Yeah. Um, well, much of supercar's credit, they've um they've taken on board. Uh, what everyone said about Indy, I saw about Gold Coast, yeah. and so it needs to go back in the old days. So they've taken away the whole um, child and kid aspect of, of supercars, mm. and I see it more towards putting more bars back in again, and more because they took all the bars out. Yeah, uh, and they put the bars back in again. Took all the entertainment away. Yeah, yeah. So I put the bars back in again, and um, you know. Put some fun back in again. So much of a credit they've, they've listened and uh, they've come a long way. Which is a great thing. Like I, I feel, yeah. maybe not every round, but certain ones that like the Gold Coast is a party place. You know, it's got the to Gold, be a party Gold, place. Gold Coast is great. Gold Coast is, Gold Coast is my home. Yep. Um, and so my fan base here is massive. Yeah. So I come Gold Coast. You know, I'm not virtually going to hide in my trail the whole time. Wow. Uh, I show my face. Got bombarded by Bill signing autographs, signing shirts and bras and. <laughs> it wouldn't stop, eh? Yeah, it was, it was, it was great. I don't get wrong. I, yep. I, I love doing it, and um. My fan base here, oh, we deal without them. We do without them. And, um, but yeah, it's still a busy, busy, busy weekend. Has that, like, 
post-injury, has that come harder? Like, I guess you're swamped everywhere, eh, I'm guessing? Post-injury, um, yeah, certainly made my profile go up through the roof. Did it? Yeah. yeah. Everyone, every single manager I heard about it and yeah. knew I was struggling big time and, um, um, yeah, really tried to reach out and my biggest problem, the biggest thing I felt was showing my face like um, – at Gold Coast, which was four, four months after my accident, yeah. every man is dog saying, oh, are you right? Are you right? Are you yeah. right now? Are you right now? I see you saying, yes, 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 yes. Oh, man, how about your injury? Are you right? You know, see that kind of type deal. But I know everyone's intrigued by it and more so heartfelt, so I didn't make any reaction to it. Yeah. You just kind of got a bit much, eh? So I mean, even today I get complete strangers who haven't seen me for four years. So I'm going to go, I heard about your, heard about your accident. Are you right? Yeah. I thought, going, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say? You know, I know. As well. I know. What do you say? There's people, I, I guess people, everyone's got your best interest at heart. Oh, it's, exactly. not, it's not coming from a bad place, but. Exactly. That's why I'd never make a terrible yeah. reaction to it. Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, good. Oh, I'm doing great. Yeah. And you're one guy with all these, there's a lot of other people coming and, you yeah. know, it's, it, it must be hard, you know, because. You're, oh, you're trying to live it. You know? Absolutely, mate. I mean, I mean, if if I told the truth, yeah, someone goes, "Oh, you're right." If I said what what I've been going through, mm. they would probably think to themselves, "My God, what did I ask that question?" Mm. You know, because you know, there's a lot more that goes on goes on behind the scenes. What meets the eye? Sure. Are you still doing rehab? Nah, no. I gave, gave up rehab. Gave up rehab four years ago. Yeah. Um, so tra- I see you at Elevate. Yep. With that's the Whitaker guy. Luke, yeah, Luke, Luke Whitaker. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, I um, much of my physio's demise. I don't don't bag physio. One of it. Don't get me wrong. Yep. But physio is not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've like I said, I've broken forty two bones in my career. I've broken my my my, my back, my neck, um, combat fracture my leg twice. Uh, Got every other bone right. Um, so physio for me, I kind of know what to do, and physio, physio for me is so disheartening because it's so lame. Mm. I'd rather go to a CrossFit or go to the gym because I kind of know what to do, know how to push my extremes to the maximum, get the most out of myself. Physio doesn't. Yeah. Um, I've tried things like um, um, what's it, what's it? Uh, acupuncture. Um, um, what are, what are the containers where you hop, hop in and it goes there? Oh, like cry, cry, compression, yeah, cryo chambers, cryotherapy chambers. Cryo, yeah, yeah, yep. Did that for about oh, 10 goes, 12 goes. Oh, really? Don't go wrong, it probably worked. Yeah, probably did work. I you can't tell. Yeah, um, we tried everything. Yeah, um, to me, the best thing that I can do is um, go to elevate and go to um, CrossFit training. Yeah, I train seven days a week. Um, uh, unfortunately, I got to these days. I'm getting old, right. and I'm trying to keep young and doing what I do on a Harley Davidson. So I ran a Harley two two fifty kilo Harley, which you know yourself, pretty yeah. heavy weight, pretty heavy thing. Yeah, and doing that every weekend and jumping my truck every weekend and drifting car, it takes out of you. Mm. And the older you get, the harder it gets. And, and did, like you notice, take away the accident and all that stuff. Yep. Have you know, like even before that, did you just notice you were starting to? Get older? I like, did, yeah. Absolutely. It was starting to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. If, 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 I get, if I go easy, if I go lame, yeah. I'm training for a month. Yeah. 
I ride my Harley or do a SEC race, stock race. I know, I know about it. I really? I know about it afterwards. Yeah. But if I train, I don't know about it. I, you I, would elevate for a fair while too, eh? Still, still, yeah, I've been there for far out, six, seven years. Yep. Wow. And uh, Luke Whittaker is great. He does unbelievable classes. Yep. And uh, I get a quote off him. It's good, mate. Yeah, I love it. And it's obviously, you know, good long term for everything else. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Uh, like I said, I, you, you, I miss it for two days. Yeah. I do an event for three days. So I miss the train for three days and I just can't wait to get back in the gym again and train. Wow. It's a good feeling. What's your um what's one of your best supercar times you've had over those years? Oh good question. Good question. You didn't prepare me this Sorry mate, I didn't actually give you anything. <laughs> no, 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 I'm only joking. I just um, jumped to that. Best best supercar probably probably about um one of the times at Adelaide or Darwin yep. or F one. Um, oh, there's just so many funny, funny times. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, I guess some of the funniest times have been, been crashes, right? Big ass crashes where we've managed to walk away. Um, they've been the funniest ones. The funniest, a funny one I can remember off the top of my head. I, I, I was performing in Adelaide on my on my Band of 1200, doing mm-hmm. a massive, big, fast power side, doing 140 k's an hour power side, and I high sided. Wow. And I high slide and slid for like 150, 200 meters down the track, dead, dead down, down the track. And I did my usual. I quickly did from toes to feet, just making sure everything wobbles and moves. Systems I was good. check. Yeah, double check. Yep. I was good to go. Yep. And I ran over the bike of the crowd, about 40,000 people going bananas for it because I ran I was good to go. Yep. I did the crowd up and um, saw my bike lying, lying on the side and as a joke I did a wrestling move. Yeah. Dropped an elbow into my bike <laughs> as I was down. Yep. What happened, I dropped my elbow into the bike, my elbow hit the engine and I snapped my elbow. Oh, no. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> I snapped my elbow. I got too cocky. I did land on the wrong part, wrong wrong angle. Gone. I felt my elbow pop and I jumped back on before while the general was kicking in, hop back on somebody and wave the crowd and rode back to the pits and... Oh, man. And, and, and everyone <laughs> thought I brought my elbow on the crash. Yeah. It wasn't until like a week or two later I started telling everyone what really happened. It was from the wrestling move. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you ever done it again? No. no. Never. <laughs> never. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. At the time, it was because of, of my crash, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But uh, man, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't my wrestling move. Oh, what a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> man, so, some of those years, like uh, if you look at there's 17 events in a year for supercars, whatever yep. it is, uh, 20 years and doing it. Yeah. Gee, it's a long time. Yeah, mate, a lot of time, a lot, lot, lot of tyres, gone through a lot of yep. parts, broken bones and car injuries and bike injuries. And, yeah, it um, certainly mounts up. If I, if I had a com- camera following me around for those years, it would oh, make geez. a hell of a series. It a would. A hell of a series. <laughs> people wouldn't believe it. People, the stories I, I tell people, people yep. don't believe it or they're blown away, one or, one or two. Even take away the event, the journey to the event, the yeah. things that have happened on the way, and that, yeah. I'm guessing there's stuff, oh. miles of things. MotoGP, what, you were there for a long time too, eh? Yeah, I went there for 12 years, I think. 12 yeah. years, 30, 30 years. Obviously, they tightened things up to what they were doing with yeah, their absolutely. path, but um, were they good times? My absolute way to board doing it. I, yep. back, that was back in the day when I'd, I'd throw a stunt bike in the back of my highest van mm. and uh, venture off. Right. Uh, no trailer, no trucks, no nothing, just... Throw my leathers and pile of slicks and a change of clothes and off you go. Off I go and um and we just had an absolute ball. We'd have 
parties every single night. <laughs> Wake up in the morning as hungover as ten men. <laughs> yeah. uh, hop on the bike and do a first sunshine and hang over, go away because of adrenaline rush. Yep. And um, wait for the eight afternoons, get, get back on it again and go, go again. It was cool to watch, eh? Oh, mate, it was good, good times. And people, people wonder what the routine was. It was no routine. We just go out there and bust crazy shit and yep. do some crazy moves. And Who'd you have at the time then with you? You had. Um, no GP, I, I was by myself. From a bit? Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, before we were with me was uh, Alan Morrison and yep. Lukey Luke. Yeah. And, um, and when I first started there was um, Josh Haas from France and okay. Gay Rothwell. From uh, from England, wow, and they even had Craig Jones from England come over. Yep. So they, they flew sunrise over from England and France because there was no one in Australia. I was the only person in Australia. Bowls did it one year and they got banned. Why? Oh, long story. Okay, we won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> it's best not to go into that. Oh, I could only imagine. But yeah, it's yeah, it was a good event too. Yeah, it know, was. Some of those. Good, so. good, great time. Unfortunately. We didn't get long in the tooth. We just, the problem with being is that the the time schedule was tightened up, tightened up, yeah. tightened up. It's a TV show, isn't it? Yeah, back in the, the day, we'd have five, six outings per day for ten minutes. Yeah. Then it got to four, three. Then it got to five minutes. Yeah. And two, two five-minute shows a day because the schedule was getting so tight, and they they throw an extra support category category in. Yeah. Um, got to the point where we just weren't high because there was no time for us. Yeah. Simple as that. It's um yeah, it's a shame. Like it yeah. was, it's a it's a it's a damn premium event too. Met a crowd and punters say exact same thing. Yeah, they used to absolutely love watching us, but unfortunately, the, the event promoters will take the money for their extra support category. Yeah, over some crowd entertainment. That's right. That's the way it works. What, when you went to the Harley, was that a huge change? Like it's a he- pretty massive heavy bike change. compared. Was it a big big thing to learn? Yeah, massive change. I was on my CBR 600 at the time. And the F4i? No, I never, no. never, never did that part? Never did that part. Yep. I, I found every managed jogger on F4i. So Pretty I hate, common, eh? I hate that fact. Yep. Always want to do something different, hence the Harley, for yep. example. Um, and I, 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 I saw Jason Puller from America right. on his Harley. He's the only guy in the whole world doing something like Harley. I realised it could be, could be done, so I hit up Harley. I already had a relationship with Harley because they sponsored a couple of um, B-Roads. Right. Two sh- sh- wheels on big burners and B-Roads. So I had a, already had a relationship. So I hit him up and said to him, I can do something on Harley. That's an A-Count. That's a yes again. So they lent me a, a, a sporty, a nicer 1200 for a weekend. Bog stock. Yeah. Bog stock. Couldn't get any stock out. Um, and I went and did a practice through mountains and all the back streets of industrial areas and all wheel stands yeah. and and I was scraping the light and go back to him with a scrape light, tail light, mudguard and said, uh, I can do it. Give, yeah. give me one. <laughs> wow. And um, that was that was in 90, I was in 07, I think it was. Damn. Yeah. And um, and uh, it just grew and grew and grew. And I, at, at the time, it was only me and Jason Pullen were the only guys in the whole world still riding a Harley Davidson. Yeah. And it just grew and grew and grew and grew and grew. And to the point where there's hundreds of thousands of guys doing wheel stands and Sunshine Harleys now. Yeah. So at the time, I was the only guy for a whole Australia doing Sunshine Harley for 10 years. It's huge, mate. Eh? Yeah, so I was yeah. very proud of that. And, and you know, I, I feel, and you're probably not going to say it yourself, but the whole stunt scene has improved because of you. 
Yeah. Like, you know, the no, Har- Harley's one part, but the whole time it's, it's evolved. Yeah, no, I, um, yeah, it's a very long subject. I, I, uh, I've tried to stay involved with the whole sun scene. Yeah. And give one two cents worth, where it's in, in, um, included in the in topic. And I made my own sun comps and my sun schools and days out at the Queensland Raceway. There must have been um, XSC sun competition down Gold Coast in 2008. Yeah. Well, I saw my, saw my, uh, my Honda. And uh, I tried to be involved in it. I, 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 most like in Australia recognised me as the only guy who approved sunriders. So yeah. I was a approval for, for sunriding for yeah. for insurance to use an MA for many years. Yeah, so a lot of lots to do with it. Getting it uh, linked with Ken. Yep. Obviously with the Utes and stuff. High Talk. Yeah, well, High Talk Performance, probably one of the better performance shops around. Best best one around, my dude. Easy? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. High Talk is the biggest and best in the whole of Queensland, easily by far. Like the cars they're putting out. This is full on. It is. Full on. Yeah. Well, um, that must be pretty big, pretty big, hey? Like, obviously, yeah. getting him driving as well. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, High Talk came on board with me and Bolger, far out. This is going back many, many years ago, 15 years ago. And uh, they come on as a, as a sponsor sponsor for us. And um, yeah. he started doing the odd driving for Bolger. Right. Bolger couldn't make it. Yeah. He got more and more and more. And then Bolger got... Uh, what's the word for it? Um, what's the polite word for it? <laughs> done by the cops. <laughs> Get caught. Good. Done, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, Kent took his place. And uh, right. best move ever because he's uh, unbelievable help. Yeah. He's so, he knows my Camaro, the NASCAR engine like the back of his hand. So if anything ever goes wrong, he, he's there to fix it straight away. Yeah. Same with the high talk. Every time I do a big event, a few big events, I drop the... Camaro in and they give it a full service and check over and wow and now uh, he just builds his, his drift cars beyond belief. That Camaro must be a dream car. My Camaro, yeah, yeah it is. Uh, uh, NASCAR engine Camaro. Uh, so NASCAR engine and uh, Albans transaxle rear end. So gearbox, same gearbox as the Vette supercar. So in the in the gearbox, so in the diff area is the gearbox. Yeah. The alternator, um, the starter motor, the clutch. Everything up the back, so it's nearly future future. It's the yep. only drift car in the world. It runs a transaxle rear end. Wow. So yeah, it's pretty full on. Um, the average punter, every sorry, not average punter, the occasional punter that goes for a passenger ride for me, I'm blown away. I yep. can't believe what we just did, and we uh, we on average we get one maybe two laps set of set of brand new Max Trek size. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, so we go through. Both Ken and I, we yeah. go through about 250 times a year. You enjoy the car stuff? I love the car stuff. Yeah. I love the car stuff. Uh, it's funny because my motto in life um, when I was a major, major stunt rider is uh, with age comes the cage, mm. right? How wrong was I? Well, You're still doing both. Yeah, but hang on. With age comes the cage. So the older you get, the safer you get, so you're wrapped up in a roll cage of a car. My accident... In America, in Detroit, what happened? I was wrapped up in a car and the biggest roll cage imaginable, mm. and it killed me, and it wrecked me, and it put me in a coma, and uh, gave me brain injuries, and and put in hospital for 13 weeks. Who would have thought? I, everyone I imagine would have thought or would have done this on a motorbike, because yeah. that was just me. I did crazy stuff on a motorbike, and one day I was going to kill myself on a motorbike, 
How wrong was I? I nearly killed myself in a car. <laughs> you imagine all the people over the years, right, from people you went to school with to family, friends, whatever, that would have said it'd be a bike. I know, that's what I mean. Every, everyone, eh? every single man is always yeah. thought we're, we're done on a bike. Yeah. Even when I have some people go, oh, what, what, what bike was he on? No, he's in a truck. You yeah, get that truck. Happen. People ask you that. Yeah, not yeah. ask me, they ask other people. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Those events, I seen your post yesterday, there's stadium trucks that are coming. You going to get a drive? I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. It's a very money orientated sport. Yeah, especially when you're saying like uh, they're all owned by one. You got to lease them. You yeah, got to pay every week. Got to lease them. Yeah, got to lease them. So it's big money to lease one. And, yep. Um I got to give credit to Kayser and Nathan Kayser and Paul Morris because um, they run a whole episode here in Australia. So there, there are a lot of rich kids that go put their hand up to drive it. Yeah. Um, and can afford it. Even not rich kids with people with big sponsors behind them. Mm-hmm. Sponsors pay the buck. So um, I'm trying to. I'm yep. trying very hard to. I got every every fan and punter from places like Darwin and Townsville are begging me to, to race one because yep. I desperately want to see me race one in Darwin and Townsville and Gold Coast, for example. Yeah. Uh, and I'm trying. Trust me, I'm trying. They're, the, they're some cool events, Townsville, Darwin, Gold Coast. Yeah. Putting those three together, having this, <laughs> the trucks the, in there, that's pretty good. They're, they're the three I'm trying to do. They're, Mate. They're racing in, in Perth. Where's um, Perth? Is that Barbagello? Yeah, Barbagello. Yeah. Perth, um, uh, one in uh, Tasmania. Yeah, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, well, and New Zealand as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So um, they're, they're, they're the islands I'm not really interested, interested in doing, yep. but um, I'll be at the Darwin, Townsville and Gold Coast anyway performing. Yeah. I'm a stunt bike and drift car. That makes sense. So do, do the three yeah. uh, is unheard of. No one in the world does what I do no. in doing three aspects of motorsport, which is stunt rider, Harley, Drifter, Camaro, <laughs> NASCAR, and drive a track all on the same day, multiple times. Mate, not many people <laughs> can just drive. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, it's huge. But it makes sense to you that you're there anyway. Like yeah, it, that's right. It's the good rounds to be at. Yeah. Wasn't it, wasn't it a shame that Adelaide got canned? I know. Adelaide, event. Adelaide took me on as one of the first events I ever, first VS cars I ever did. Really? Yeah. Yeah, right. Hey, good guys down down uh, Adelaide. Yeah, it was the same way. Uh, I have not missed one round of Adelaide since two, since ninety nine. Holy crap! Ninety nine was the first one I did. It's a cool event. It's 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 got like the Gold Coast feel to it. Yeah, it's you know, real, good fun feel. It's a huge event. Yeah. I've been ex Formula One event, and yep. they were they lost Formula One to, to Melbourne. Yeah, but they they lost no size. The no. same amount of crowd, same people who turn up for a VS go event, yep. same track. It's uh, huge. Yeah, it was huge. It was massive. I've never been to a concert. The, the concert's at the night time after yeah. the event. Like, obviously, all the people funnel through. Yeah. Um, the Sunday night, I forget who it was. It was Cold Chisel Saturday and Live, I think. The Sunday, I think, might have been Robbie Williams. Robbie Williams. I was about to say, yeah. I was about to say my favourite one was Robbie Williams. 90,000 people. Robbie Williams is a god to me. What an entertainer, eh? Oh, he's the best. He's so cool. That was the Sunday night, hey? Yeah, Sunday yeah. night, yeah. 90,000 people, they reckon, oh, crowded. massive, was, I've never been to something like in a tight space like that, 90,000. Yeah, huge. it was massive. It was so, so good. He was good. Love the man. I can't, um, I can't imagine crowds like that at the moment. No, nah, After nah. the last few years. Nah. Mate, I'm going to let you go. Um... I can't express how much I appreciate you being here. Um, it's it's huge, mate. I've followed Thank you, you followed your racing, like riding, stunt riding, and obviously racing the past years um, so much. And, yeah, thanks, thanks so much, mate. mate. I can't express it Really enough. appreciate kind words, and I love being here. I love doing it. 
Uh, I love the, the, the support's crazy. Uh, my fans and friends, uh, which I don't even know about half of them. Yep. Um, and I thank you so much for all the support. And um, uh, plan on bigger and better things in the future too. So we're not hot, don't, don't hold me back. Here we go. Hey, you've got so much ahead here. <laughs> so thank you so much, and no uh, catch you around. Thanks, buddy.